Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome to the Reticle Up podcast. I've got Aaron Sellers on tonight. He is a grandmaster PCC competitive shooter. Um, he's actually fairly new to the shooting scene, so I want to actually kick it off with that. So welcome, Aaron. Uh, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. So I feel like we met kind of virtually first before ever meeting in person. Yeah, it was Facebook or something, I think. Something yeah. like that. The socials. socials. Yeah. So what made you actually get started um, in competitive shooting and tell me like when you actually got started? It was 2017 when I got started competitively, Compe- like official, officially competitively. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm in a very competitive family. So if we can make competition out of it, we'll make competition out of it. So uh, <laughs> uh, we used to always, back when I, when I lived in West Virginia, we'd build a range in the meta. And we used to always go try to out shoot each other. But, uh, and we could we didn't do competitions then because like the closest was like three and a half hours. Like we don't want to do that. Right. And, but then now where I'm driving, yeah, here in Myrtle, we got low country, which is like 20 minutes from the house. And then yep. everything two hours. I'm like, well, I'm guessing guess I'm back traveling two hours. I guess it wouldn't have been a big deal. <laughs> two and a half <laughs> It's weird how that perspective changes for a lot of shooters. They're like, oh, six hour drive, that's that's fine. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Now we complain about the 14. Um, okay, so in 17, did you actually go ahead and start out with PCC or did you shoot other guns first? Actually, we got started off pretty, it's pretty interesting because it was um, my brother, my youngest brother's baseball coach at the time had posted a video shooting at Low Country here um, on Facebook and dad reached out to him. He goes, we've been looking to do something like that. Where's that at? He goes, Oh, it's just right here. Just North of Myrtle. He's like, okay. He's like, next time we're going, I'll drive. You can ride it and show me where it's at. It's like, Oh, okay. So then my dad told me about it. And so we started like Googling the work, like the rules and everything. Just trying to figure it all out. And I was like, I was like, well, these are like, we tried to sign up and then, you know, on practice school, for some reason, it always puts PCC automatically as like your division. I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I just picked this and you I guess right and so I was like I gotta look up the rules and I started looking up a text I was like no we're not PCC we gotta have, that's a carbine we're not in that. I was like the only gun I really feel comfortable shooting is my 1911 but I've, I've got a magwell on it I've got 10 round mags I was like I gotta shoot the L10 like I don't limit the 10 I gotta shoot that I got I don't, that's all I've got and then for about three or four months I was like this buying 45 ammo is getting it's old I'm getting tired of buying 45 ammo it's, so we had one of the classifiers. I can't remember which one it was, but it was the uh, the Bianchi barrier, barrier with steel behind it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the ladies that comes down from Columbia, she was shooting PCC at times. She goes, "Hey, do you want to shoot this with mine as our last stage today?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. I guess I'll try it. I mean, it's not a big deal." And I went, I went one round on it. I was like, "All right, I gotta get started. I gotta do this. This <laughs> is this is way more fun than shooting 1911." So. You probably did everything, everything ass backward. That's a little bit funny. So 45, Magwell, single stack too? 
Yeah, single stack, 1911. Okay, solid start, Aaron. Yeah, come to find out after further uh, learning the rules after like RO class and everything, I could have easily shot single stack because my Magwell is just, it's a little slip on Wilson combat. It's not like a Magwell Magwell, a little slip on the bottom. Like, oh, it would have fit in the box. Could have shot that. But. I love this story so much. Actually, everyone I've pretty much talked to too, we talk about getting started run what you got, even if it's a little expensive, no, but run what you got, right? Because it, it yeah. made you get out there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing Like the guy, like we got started with, he was up, you know, once a month. That's, he didn't really train, didn't really practice. It is when he, he went and you know, he went with his buddy. They went and shot his buddy shot a, it was a, a subcompact nine mil. It's a short little stubby thing. He shot that. In, I was like, okay. I'm like, so they, I mean, they weren't really serious with it. And then, I mean, then the more we went and shot, the more we met like a few of them other people at the club that were serious. And they, you know, they started telling us, hey, you can do this, this, and this. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm picking up a carbine now. So let's go. That's awesome. So, okay. How did you improve so quickly too, when you started PCC? You kind of went straight up to the top very fast. And tell me too about you know, shooting with those people, that sounds like they brought you up because they were more serious shooting, you know? Yeah, at the time, there was a bunch of us there. It was pretty serious. I mean, I mean, life hits a few of us a little differently, and some people get, you know, stuff that comes up. But I really don't know. Like, I've always been good with a rifle. Like, even it's, like, all the way through high school and everything, like, my brother and everything, that we'd always, they'd always have me double-check, like, the zeros from shooting, sighting in deer rifles. I've always been just decent with a rifle like I don't I just am like I don't I didn't really practice or anything I just I don't know what it was but when it came to the carbine I just I, I just felt comfortable moving with it and then I started I started watching everybody that was something at it I meant Leah Granda, Sprelik, um some Zach Smith stuff and Joe Farewell, Tom Castro I mean, anything I could find on I watched like there was some local guys here in South Carolina, uh, uh, Tom Powers, and there's a group of guys out of Charleston that were fairly decent. I mean, anybody I could watch that I thought was better than me, I could learn from. I met, I met Ryan Flowers one time. Like, I watched his videos, and the one match I got to shoot with him was, uh, I think he shot a handgun. I can't remember what it was, but it might have been a revolver. But I was like, anybody I could shoot, like, I could see that was good. Like, I tried to watch, like, their movement, how they, like, plan stuff. And I mean, it was the dad and I were just constantly asking questions. It was like, Hey, like, what well, would you do this and this? And like, it was, I don't know. I'm more of a visual hands-on learner. And like, I don't, I, I read I some. Ask. Yeah. So you learn by watching and breaking down videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got Steggers and Park's new book, but I mean, I'm, I've got to the point. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I just, all right, let me go out there and do it. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. So you're watching all these videos too. Um, you said some were local, some weren't. How long actually did you uh, go until you met a lot of those people in person? Uh, well, like I, a few of the local guys, like uh, like uh, Tom Powers, like yeah, I, might, I would shoot with them. Kind of when we when we started getting more serious and shooting more than Low Country a month, we started branching out, shooting more. Like go up to MCRC and shoot with those guys. Like that's where Tom shoots. That's where uh, David Lyle shoots. I know there's some pretty decent guys like I was watching them I was like okay really drawing but like those guys I shoot with and still talk with all the time but um I mean I didn't really get to see like as I would classify pros pros until I went to uh, Nats last year that's when I finally got to see I actually got lucky enough to 
randomly get on a squad with Joe Farewell, like for the staff match. And so I shot with him and then um, uh, I walked up, uh, you know, ROed, we did Max and Freilich and all the, the gambit of everybody else coming through. And it, just, it was just, just neat to see all that in person. And then, yeah, it was, yeah, just that was, that was, Nats was the first time I really got to see anything good, good, like in person. Yeah. So that's like three years later. Um, when you met any of them too, actually, were you surprised at like who they were, how they were, like, what was that experience like to kind of meeting the people that you were, you know, learning from? I mean, some of the people, I mean, you know, Leah Gronis is more, he's out West. I mean, he doesn't, I don't really see him at, I wouldn't, I didn't see him at like South Carolina state or North Carolina state. I mean, and I hadn't really shot an area match yet. And, um, man, he showed up. I was just like, Oh, he's just like a, you know, <laughs> Like a regular guy, I mean, he showed up at NASA last year in a button down, like a button down, like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Fairly like, showed up jersey and stuff on him, and he he showed up looking like a pro, like I would think a pro would look. Like, right, right. <laughs> but, but Leah Grana, I'm like, it literally is like button up plaid shirt, like he looked like he just got off a tractor, like throwing hay or something. I was like, all right, here we go. And then he did the blow away the stage i'm like okay i guess it's not always how you look it's not at all yeah i mean looks do help some i mean you look at least it's my motto it doesn't always work (laughs) i feel like we had to pause there too i think aaron has some of the best hair in the shooting games (laughs) give it give it a twirl here (laughs) it's it's a lot of a lot of maintenance here oh i love oh you have a lot of maintenance i mean you get it because yeah but that's what we go through every day (laughs) gotta keep the wave and the curls looking good so (laughs) can't um okay so going back to pct pcc as well um how do you train maybe even um at the range how do you train like with dry fire like what does your regimen look like i i well something i've gotten a lot better if i started off i that I really struggle with was uh, transition and splits. And like, I mean, that's always, that's even with handgun, that's what a bunch of people, that's one of the bigger things to do. Um, like carbine and splits are, to me, the splits aren't as bad because I mean, you got three points of contact on the gun. So, I mean, it's not like you're really controlling just the two hands like a handgun, but um, just, I was, I struggled with the transitions at first because I mean, you get going too fast, you ever swing, you're going too slow, and it takes you forever to get there. And just it was, um, but now it's, I'm kind of goofy about it because it's, I'm constantly walking around. Like, even when I don't have my gun, like, I'm, I'm constantly walking around, like, my hands up, like, acting like I'm swinging. It, yeah. I've been on job sites before walking and just like you know, coming out of a room, acting like I'm coming around a wall and just like transition from like an outlet box to an outlet box. And like the super comes in, he goes, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just like, don't worry about me. I'm just walking. And then it's, uh, I don't, I don't really have an official dry fire routine. Cause I can't, I can't get into a system of one. Like I, I try and then I get bored easy. I see something that needs to start cleaning or I need something that needs done. Like, and right now my boxes, so I can't see, I've kind of, kind of commandeered the wife's office and put targets up right now. So love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so you built your PCC. I remember meeting you and be like, you built one that actually runs and actually works. Like, surprise, that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my first two, my first one, it ran. Um, 
the first the first PCC I ever bought was actually the Keltec the Sub Two Thousand. Really, I, I competed with it for almost a year before I said I can't really do much more with this without like busting it apart and opening it up. And I was like, I really don't think I'm to that point yet, like that I want to do that to this. And um, and then I was like, and then I, I just reached the point. I was like, I wasn't happy with my just a few things on it. Like it was a great gun. I just wasn't happy with how I was. It fit me. So then I ended up getting a a Gen two Palmetto. And I ran it for a little bit. I just switched out some little stuff on it. I like, I, well, not little stuff. I did the Hyperfire and I did uh, the Lantac Dragon Comp. And then I just, then the rest was little stuff, like just controls, just getting the like extended stuff like that. But my new gun, it's a, uh, I've actually, it's a combination of everything. Like I wore, actually, I wore out my, I wore out my palmetto. I found, found that out in the Leah Grandis class, um, where the charging handle, where the charging handle clipped, it wouldn't latch anymore. So uh, the, I'd be have I'd be shooting a stage, and my charging handle is bouncing off my nose because it's not it, just the slightest vibration, and it's coming loose. I'm like well, something's not right here. At the time I was running the um, the Devil Dog Concept Side Charger, like bolt. Yep. At one of the local matches, it it broke, and I was like, "That's odd. I don't know how because it broke the charging lug on the inside off and jammed the gun." I had to halfway through a stage, I'm like grabbing the bolt with my finger to wrap out the round that it was stuck, and then that broken piece. And I was like, "I really didn't know what was going on." I was like, "Because I I didn't know. I just, it just threw me off." I was like, okay, whatever. And then during class with Max, I was like. Oh, that's what's happening. It's freaking coming loose. And then it, it rocked back enough that the bolt itself caught it and threw it forward hard enough that it would just, it sheared that lug off. I was like, wow. well, all right. So then I was having a few other issues with in his class. It's just amazing what issues came up in that class. But uh, my hyperfire, it would, it, I'd started to wear it out. I'd sent it back to them. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty war. And so they sent me uh, the, they actually they said, well, we were going to send you a hammer and a disconnector, but that's 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 three quarters what we need. So we're just going ahead and send you the whole new trigger because it's pretty much war. I was like, oh, all right, wow, that's awesome. Um, and then my like I say my upper was wore out, so I bought just uh, Max sold me one of his. I think he said he had he had several extra laying around he'd been messing with. I was of like, yeah, he sold me one of those. And so I, that's a Delta Defense. I think's what he called it. I can't remember, but. It's a specialty. It's an actual PCC upper. Um, my lower is uh, actually it's an Elite Firearms lower from here in Myrtle. Like it's there. It's a new Frontier style, but it's got just some extra geometry and stuff on it for their stuff. So we've got little fingered spots here, but nope. but it's got and it's got narrow trigger guard, which means I can't run my actual um, my hyperfire shoe because it's wider than the trigger guard. Yeah, that makes sense. Found that out at Area Six. wasn't I was, I was like, "Oh, what do you mean?" Like, <laughs> I was actually the part of making ready, and the guy goes, "Let me look at your shoe real quick." And I'm like, I'm "Standing here, hold my gun." I'm like, looking down, my shoes like tied <laughs> or something. He goes, "No, your trigger shoe." I was like, "What's wrong with? It? It's wider than guard." I'm like, "It is." And I rolled over the gun. I was like, "Oh yeah, it is." And I just heard, I just popped it off real quick and threw it in my pocket, and then like, there I'm already like, you know, I'm visually doing my make ready. I'm like, well. So that threw me just a little yes. bit off especially like when i'm 
in the like, hey, Meg, ready? Hold on, yeah. sorry, let me look at your. Sh- oh, <laughs> I've but, been there though. Like the um, you know, it's interesting that on the rifles, my hyperfire shoe, you have to like take either you have to have the trigger guard that you can take off, you know, or when you install it, you have to put it on, or else I can't pull it off like that. Middle of the stage. I've I've done that a few times by accident. I had to where I put the whole thing together, especially with my my palmetto I had with and a little bit of enhanced groove to it on the bottom. So, and it wasn't as bad. This one's got a little bit. And lucky I was able to. It's got a little bit of a curve. It's lucky I was able I just to just cracked it. it too. You know, it's plastic. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, oh shoot, I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah. What are they going? open like i can't do <laughs> i know and you know when we reach that level actually um nobody's really brought that up is that sounds silly but a trigger can change a lot just even yeah. like a flat trigger and going from a shoe and then changing from a different break to a single stage and a double stage i i feel like i've become a trigger snob <laughs> and i tell yeah. people that but i'm like ah it throws me off <laughs> it does and it did because I, like I said the shoe has got it's got this right around the curve i mean yeah it, right to put my finger every single time it wasn't second guessing or anything like there i'm on the all right i'm good and then so i'm like running that stage and i'm just like my like my you know splits on tires i was like i was hesitating it seemed like i was well i'm like yeah um i've contemplated um dipping taking it all apart and uh dipping the tip and like um like a tool like uh i can't remember what it's a tool grip dip just give it just paddle and tip and it, it wouldn't be any wider than what it is and then it was i would still have a reference spot um but i've just been dry firing with it i i kicked that idea to the curb just dry firing with it just <laughs> gripping it getting back and just getting used to the feel of it yeah absolutely the um the other thing too that you brought up that i want to mention and again hard to get a pcc to run so i haven't been able to do that but i built my own rifle um i ran you know a stock rifle for a long time kind of outgrew it it's my backup gun great gun but like you said, it's not built for you. And that's across the board. Doesn't matter what gun it is, right? We grip differently. We we have different lengths of pull and all of that. So talk about how important it is to set that up for you. That's in um for the longest time, I always when I first started off, I was I had a long length of pull. And like I, I had it set up long. And the more, you know, I I talked to Max a few times on Instagram. He goes, and I sent him a couple, a couple of videos. He's like, "Here, you're too, you're too stretched out. Like, you need to get it done more compact." I was like, "Like, what do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm like three clicks on my stock. My stock's on my collarbone. Like, I, in further, like how much closer do I need to get?" And the more I, just, I kept clicking down, messing with it. I was like, "Oh, okay. Now this is the sweet spot. I found, I, I found out what he's talking about here. Like, um, it's it's weird. Honestly, it's weird. Like, I." I, I run one of the uh, the slimmer Magpul grips. I just I just like the feel of the, the slimmer grip. I got I got it. I don't. A guy the other day at the match this weekend. He goes, "Hey, feel that uh, feel that 320." He's like, "I had the grip like like a special like a tungsten carbide grip put on." I was like, "I was like, yeah, it feels pretty nice, but that's like super fat." He goes, "Yeah, it feels just like my 2011. I like it." I was like, "Teach their own." I mean, I did Absolutely. the grip to it. I like that. It's like I just, I just feel like it's too like it's for me it's too fat and he goes yeah. ah. well I've never really ran at 2011 so I don't know like but I never I was like my grip on my PCC is narrow my handgun my carry optics guns mechanic like it's not a huge fat grip I was like I, I just I, I don't know I feel like I'm, then my other guns my 1911 that I ran I'm like it's not really I'm, I guess it's I can get more comfortable on that like I don't yeah I don't know the big 
because I got these short little stubby fingers and everything. So <laughs> that's interesting that you brought up the the carry pistol too and, and the PCC. I do the same thing. I'm this really aggressive rifle grip, and people are like, "Do you need this?" I was like, "Well, I shoot my 2011. That's an over aggressive grip, and it just it makes it easy." Yeah. Well, that's what I've uh, another thing I got. Uh, Lena posted about the handle it, and I'd always the handle it tape, and I'd always ran the um, the other one, um, the other the other grip tape on my Canic, and I was like, okay, that's not bad. But then I I felt her uh, um, I missed her that handle it, and I was like, oh, okay, I like that. That's super aggressive. Um, and then on the front of my PCC, I've got the Tacom. Tacom Gen 1 carbon fiber handguard, which is nice. straight carbon fiber tube. I'm like, okay. And then a few of the reviews were like, hey, when you get hot, when it gets hot, like, or when you get hot, it's, it gets slick. And so I'm at, I went to a skate shop here in town and said, hey, I need some support tape. Like, I'm just, he goes, okay, how much do you need? And like the first time I went, I was like, I just need a foot. And he goes, like, just a foot? I was like, yeah, just a square foot. What? <laughs> What's it for? <laughs> I was like, I use it for um, grip grip tape on a gun. He goes, really? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, I guess that makes sense. I've never heard anybody doing that, but yeah, I guess that, that, that could work. He goes, all right. <laughs> then my dad and I split that little piece, and I had someone there. And then when I redid all my gun back at the start after that class, um, I went back to the skateboard shop again to get some more. And I was like, yeah, I need some grip tape. And he goes, all right. And he just didn't say anything. He just ran me off a sheet, like a full skateboard, like with, and he's like, all right, here you go. It's like 10 bucks. I'm like, well, I didn't need that much, but I'll take that much. I'll use it. <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I put, I literally got over. I put a spot on the side of the gun for my finger. It's like mm-hmm. a little rep spot. Just, I mean, so it's just memory. So you're memory. talking about, yeah, an index point. So if you read, yeah. um, yeah, and any points, and this is just for the people listening to, I, I teach this a lot. So you should have so many index points. There you go. Set up for you on the yeah. gun. So like when yeah. I know when I grip the gun, my thumb is not in the, in the right place. If I can't feel it. Or if both of my fingers are not under the trigger guard, those are my yeah. indicators. Right. And then like, even yeah. those parts, that's everything, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I, I mean, I could do it here, but I'm not the the slightest bump that might it's, it's dropping the mag and yep that's just that's just the vice block and it's light i mean let alone a full loaded right mag it's gonna be the slightest bump it's gone and then that's not one way i want to start a stage <laughs> no now tell me how how much is the whole pcc weigh i think the last time i checked it was six pounds wow that's lighter than i think justine's was seven gosh yeah but it's it helps a lot because like i say well, i got the it's got the lead star barrel, which is a, a slim profile barrel. Um, I had their comp on it, but I, it was, I don't know. I, I'm trying to switch out my red parts because everyone makes fun of my red parts. <laughs> Why run what you like? That's so rude. <laughs> I know, but I wanted, I ended up going with uh, Max's comp, his, the, the Aaron Brecky's comp just without the extension on it. So cool. it's a pretty big port and I, I did notice a difference because I, I had, um, yeah, I don't know how I got it so light. I, I really just, it's the Stearns bolt and that lead star, the lead star barrel, it's, I mean, stainless steel barrel, but it's not a heavy profile. I mean, it's yeah. pretty, it's a super accurate barrel. I mean, I burned out the last barrel on my Palmetto. Found that out at Nats last year. That was interesting to find <laughs> halfway through day one that my barrel was wore out, but 
you know, it's funny because I consider you definitely, definitely a pro, especially in the GM world. And it was funny, you know, advice people give you is like, hey, in order to reach GM level, you need to first be a GM gunsmith and know all of this. But it's amazing how much we still have to learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what my, my Palmetto had. Um, at the time, I couldn't really find a Magwell for it. I mean, it was a Gen 2 P, PA, PAX9 is what it was. And um, I couldn't really find a Magwell for it. And then I was just on Facebook one day and they're like, hey, a guy in Pennsylvania makes it. So he reached out to him. I was like, all right. And sure enough, I mean, I got a CNC aluminum Magwell and I put it on there and it fit, worked. And I was like, okay. And it was just a it's just a square Magwell. And I was like, okay. And then I, it didn't quite line up right. It did, but it, not to my, you know, what I wanted. Sure. I meant so I, you know, went to Lowe's and bought a Dremel and, Right. Came back and turn my turn my card. Um, but I've been there. Yep. I had it all colored out and like like molded and everything, and I, I had it all angled. After I took it out there and it was super smooth. Like there was no edges. It was from the edge of the magwell to the where the taper stopped in the gun itself. It was. Awesome. I was. It was quick. It was there. Look at. I got this. You, supporting your local Lowe's. Supporting your local skate shop. I mean, Hey, yeah, sometimes you gotta stop small. <laughs> Lowe's. Anyway. Um, and then this this lower itself, it's a like say it's for the local shop elite here. Um it's theirs, it's but it's a new frontier style. So it's not a new frontier lower, it's just a new, it's got some new frontier like stuff on it. Cool. When I reached out to Titan Rocket and got their new frontier style and I put it on, I was like, I just don't I don't like the feel of it because like I say, yeah, theirs was super like the hit the hole in his was super big. Yeah. But gun, it was um it was a super long backwards too. So it was at the back of it, it was a long flat spot before it dipped in. I'm like, that's just yeah, you know, I know practice is still practice. I mean, I get used to it. Don't and I had it lined up. There was a gunsmith in town here that was known for doing some 2011 work and I'd reach out to him and he goes, yeah, I can throw that out for you. I can make it all line up. And I was like, well, I'm going to area six this weekend. I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to run this there, see if I like it or not. And then when I come back, I'll, I'll hit you up whether I still want it done or not. And he goes, all right, that sounds fine. And I went up there and I mean, it ran fine. Just, I just, for some reason I just didn't, I just didn't quite click with me. I didn't, it was, my mind it didn't quite click so i went ahead and you know bit the bullet and ordered the tech well and it i, I put the tech one and it lines up it's it's perfect it's everything lines up where it needs to be oh so pleasing <laughs> that's what it sounds yeah. like yeah yeah but and the, but the only thing about it was the new frontier style lowers are, are a little a little thicker than this one okay. so the way it mounts where you got to slide the little lips down inside and bolt it mm -hmm. it didn't wouldn't work on mine it did but it didn't so those would slip and they would catch the lip on the bottom the the factory flare on this on this mag on this lower and they would lock in with that but it but it still it felt like it would slide back and forth because it was just in i think it was here you can see it slides it slide on there mm -hmm. i can't really wear the light's not plugged in <laughs> you're good <laughs> but uh so it it, it, it was tight and I mean, it, it wasn't easy to slide, but if I bumped it wrong with a Mac and it's like I have to eat quick reload, I I feel like I could knock it forward or loose yeah. a little bit. So I reached out to them and said, hey, I got this one. 
this is my lower it, this fits but it uh the bolts two of the bolts need to be longer i need the size for the bolts so i can order like two of them we got a fast all here in town i was like so i just let me know the size so i can order ones that are maybe quarter inch longer and then i can custom cut them down myself to where they just like lock onto the side of the lower mm -hmm. uh, and the lady was like what you need these screws I was like, she's like uh, i don't know what that is let me transfer you over to him and he goes that's the first time i had someone ask this i i can't he had to look it up he told me i mean they were super easy to do with like once he told me the size and i told him what i was doing he goes oh, okay yeah he's like cool he's size of the bolt this is what we got and i was like okay and sure enough um, i ordered them through fast and all and i just trimmed them down they they took me a little bit because i cut them and then put it in it's back out a little bit and i take it back out and cut it a little more and stick it back in like, that locks in and i took it out and i took the dremel and rounded off the edge there was no like extremely hard edges like yeah yeah but i don't know i I'm, I, I like to tinker like i'm a for yeah. i mean it, and like i said like i said at the start like i'm I'm always I'm competitive with everything. So I've been I've raced four wheeler, I've kayak fished competitively. I'm at now I'm shooting competitively. I'm at sports all through high school, uh, football, college ball. I mean it was I've done it's if I can be a competition with it, I've probably done it. I know, I know. I, that's why I have to talk shit no matter what, even if I'm not there. Yeah, but uh, I mean with but with racing four wheeler, I mean I was always tinkering with something. Oh, yeah. like. And then when I was going kayak fishing, you know, I'm obviously I mean it's with lines and everything. I was going. I've got it all set up seamless. Like I, I complained about them not looking extremely right. Like I can get yeah. a little OCD about how it looks. So I meant when I was rigging up fish finders and stuff on kayaks, like I made sure to run the wiring to where it didn't look like, <laughs> like and then how I could hide it and stuff like that. And I mean I did a few installs for people on that with some stuff because they're like, yeah, your stuff's clean. I'm just gonna bring it to you and you can yeah. do it. And I'll pay. Okay, cool. So I meant. Uh, that's and then when it comes to this gun i try to make sure like i don't want to look clunky i want it to be tight i want it to run and yeah then, yeah well, so far i mean, I mean it, there were some growing pains like and that i went through that with the palmetto with mm -hmm. my palmetto that was some of the stuff i put in like trying to short stroke it how far i could short stroke it and so i got and that was <laughs> that I makes a big difference <laughs> if you yeah. can't get the thing to eject <laughs> yeah and then i mean i had um I had an ETS mag that it's the only one I've ever had issues with running that didn't have anything on it. Okay. I had one, I had one of the 31 round bodies that hated my uh, MBX, like big 57 extension. It did not want to run the 57. I have no idea why I just did not want to run it. <laughs> but one, it was one of the 31s with no extension. That's almost like it was uh, like the cut on the, the, the mag catch on the side was, cut too low on the yeah. body so it was seen it was dragging the bolt on the thing so it was and when i actually took it out it had a chunk like knocked in the back of it where the bolt had caught it i was like oh well you could see all of that when you tune mags too are you actually changing the feed lips or anything no nah, they're plastic mags so. even plastic so you you never use like the mbx like metal metal ones no okay no. okay that's what that's too rich for my blood <laughs> no they run though they work um yeah i've been running my buddy's psa and that's like the one magazine that's just perfect for it <laughs> yeah what's well, what uh, i meant my i end up having to get a legit glock mag for mm -hmm. my big and i've had zero issues with it with the the actual 
a legit Glock mag. Yeah. But the other than that, I've like everything. My ETS, but besides that one being kind of a little funny, where like finicky, whatever extended, I've had that was it. And then that one didn't want to run that big extension, but I took the big extension off of it, and that mag is that well. I <laughs> don't say none. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I took the big extension off of it and reran that mag, but I didn't do that because it jammed in a match. I yanked the mag out, threw it at a target, and it broke the mag. So I haven't been able to reuse that. And I, I still have one guy make fun of me. He's like, "You gonna throw any more mags this week?" I was like, "Man, at once!" Like I, and how I, I did it? Sticks. It sticks. Did you um? <laughs> did you? Hold on. Was this after you just were pissed? Yeah, I was Is like this on video. Uh, yeah, I gotta go through. It's it's a while back, but it's in my phone somewhere. There's you like, gotta send it to me when I when I launch this episode. I'll be like, and here's the beside behind the scenes look at. Well, I mean, it wasn't a good throw. It was left. It's left throw, and I'm very right handed. So uh-huh. it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Um, you have anything you want to? Oh, go ahead. It was frustrating because it was a, a stage that I'd walked and I'd seen a few other guys walking. I mean, I was like, I could I could burn it down. It was, I could easily burn it down. And I. The first target, it was it was a double stack on the right. Pop, 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 pop. And I came to the top one. And after the second one, it jammed as I went to the third. And I was shooting. I racked it out. And then it, then it ran again. And then I came around the wall and it started to work left. And it shot like three or four rounds good. Then it jammed. And it shot one or two and then jammed. And I was like, finally, it, the third or fourth jam, I was like, I yanked it out and pitched it at a target. And it hit the target stand and everywhere. And extension broke off and then i picked up all the ammo after that had to dig some out of the sand but they were there so <laughs> that's fun um that was anything i want to ask you about um what was it like testing and like tuning that that gun what kind of ammo does it run and and how did that all work out um the lead well i'm running my hand loads i'm running brass monkey bullets okay the one the 125s um they're a thicker bullet so i have to load them shorter oh guys I found that out the hard way a few times because my palmetto, I thought my palmetto had a tighter chamber and we loaded those to 109 overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got this lead star, I was like at the end of each stage after unloading so clear, I was having to drop mag and I couldn't eject it. Like I was, you know, what I was doing, smacking everything, it just wouldn't come loose. So they would have to capture the time. Yeah. Shoot off the ground. And then I was like, yeah, like, what in the world's going on? So finally, I started, uh, we started messing around like with the load, like just dropping like, oh, well, that's what it is. It's, it's too long. Uh, but it's just on the coated bullets. It's that way. I mean, I've run in, I was running some freedom unit, not freedom munitions, um, Minuteman munitions. They're a North Carolina company. Um, I was running some of their 115s, but I've been running most this year because I just was able to get me a little bit to start. And I've been just, and we, well, we had a little issue with my factory loads. They're a little hot. <laughs> So I haven't been, I haven't ran them in any majors yet because they're, they're, only about, they're, they're about only about three power factor off of making major. So, <laughs> oh my God, but, uh, these were 115s running, uh, 1302, I think that's what they were five round average. too. So I'm coming in like a 149 power factor, it's still a little spicy, but it's not like too bad. They actually run extremely well. Good. Uh, but I this week in the local match this weekend I, I was like well, with the new comp I was like man that comp's pretty aggressive I'll try those break out the <laughs> break out the hot hand loads again and try them and I really with that new comp I really couldn't tell so I'm at the 
them. So I'll be able to run them for a little bit longer. Yeah. But uh, but when it comes to actual like uh, plated bullets or metal bullets, I mean, I don't really have any issues with them. Like um, just as long as they're not too long. Like I say, it's yeah. But they're still. The only time I had trouble with them was with some 147s that were just a touch. 147s was almost like a like a flat nose. They were a little yep. tight, and they would catch coming out of the mag. But anything yep. with the profile, it's, it's not many issues. That's awesome. Now, but, do you clean it a lot? Do you just oil it? I hear so many PCC people tell me one thing and then another. <laughs> um, I do, but not. I don't clean it. That I I clean it, but it's not. I can say when I, I clean it as much as what I used to clean my bolt action rifles after shooting like five rounds, but um, I, 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 before major match, I will, I'll yeah. go through and I'll clean out the, like take the upper part, clean it all out, make sure it's like, no buildup carbon or anything. Um, I've learned to not take apart the bolt before a major match. Um, I did that once learned from that mistake. I won't do that again. Uh, that was NC State last year. I I had my Palmetto bolt still, and the Palmetto bolt takes a I think they said it was a nineteen eleven style extractor. I can't remember, but it, I was like, man, I've been, I haven't cleaned that thing. I've got almost ten thousand rounds of this. I've never taken the extractor out of it to make sure it was clean. And so I knocked the roll pin out, and sure enough, it did not want to come out. And as I'm just and as I'm just pulling out, just carbon is falling and yeah. more and more. And I, by the time I had a pile of carbon, I was like, holy <laughs> crap, a long time ago. And so then I was like, okay, I got it all back together and put it all back together. And again, I was like, okay, cool. So I wrecked out. I got some got some dry fire rounds that are just random bullets I've picked up off the range that are, they'll still, they'll still, I don't shoot them, obviously, yeah. but they're like the chip pain or something like that, or ones we went to load that fell and got cut. Mm-hmm. Like, and still, I mean, just did some random stuff. And um, I recycled them all through. It's like, okay, cool. And then they, they, they ejected. Then we got to NC State last year, and it was I shot the first three stages, and then we went to chronograph, and the guy shot one round, and they shot a second round, and they didn't cycle. And I was like, what just happened? He goes, I don't know. And he went to take it apart, and he pulled it out, and the freaking extractor was like came out. That roll pin had fell out in, in chronograph. Oh. Of all get lucky to have my extractor fall out yeah. chronograph and i was like he said you had a spare bolt or something i'm like uh that's a very good question no i do not <laughs> um luckily there was a guy on our squad uh gary byerly he had a he had just built an ar pistol and a pcc for his uh his gun shop to mm-hmm. keep behind the counter and i was like okay he's i was like hey you got that gun with you? He's like, I'm going to test because he was talking to me about it at the start. And he's like, hey. he's going to test at the end. I was like, huh. I was like, hey, you got that gun? I was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, do you care if I borrow that bolt? And he goes, no, yeah, you can get it. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. It was, it ended up being the same style extractor. So, I mean, we got to the first stage one and I obviously I'm now like shook because I'm like, okay, let's a brand new bolt that they're testing. Let's throw it in here and see. And it, I mean, I, it ran. I had no issues That's with it. Awesome. Like, man, I appreciate it. I was like, I'm. Just, I was like, here you go. I went and cleaned it safe. I took it over to the safe area and cleaned it off for him. I was like, I appreciate it so much. Like, Gun people are I, good people. Yeah, I'm gonna try. And now, 
you know, it's I after that match, I was like, I've got to get a backup bolt now. Gotta get a backup bolt. And so I found one on Facebook and um it was the TACCOM Ultra Short Stroke Ultra Light Short Stroke with last round holdups. I don't know, it's a super long name for a bolt. Sure. But it had it had a cut in the bottom for last round hold open, which my lower and didn't have last round hold open. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care about, but that was on there and it just did not want to run in my gun. Like I tried to make it my primary because it was had that uh, like a putting on it. I was like, yeah. it did not want to hold like that cut on the bottom kept kicking up the next round and causing it, to, it kicking it up funny and causing it to jam. And <laughs> I sent it back to Tim and to Tim and he he did some work on it. Like he massaged it out, like chamber, like opened it up a little bit and ran. And it ran a little bit better, but still it would just it just did not want it. I was like, man, I can't I can't I can't keep fighting this. So like it wasn't a cheap <laughs> keep fighting it. So I, I I ended up selling that one and I bought the um the Stearns, which the Stearns defense is the one that um these are great. It's the one Aaron Brecky's running and uh, is button and Max's guns he's building. Yeah, Stern Defense makes good one. Brian, you know, at 160 gold, he's got that green one in his uh his yeah. camper that he travels with. <laughs> the yeah. van. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Little RV. I think it's yeah. fancy. Oh, for the first time. Oh, for the first time at SC State this year. And I was like, freaking fancy. I was like, I'm I'm not even gonna go back to the cabin now. I'll just stay here. And he goes, <laughs> He'll never let any of us put a mattress in there. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Come on, Brian. I know. So, okay, what are your goals um, moving forward with PCC? Are you sticking with it? Are you trying to get some titles? Are you going to switch to a different gun? What does that look like? I don't. I don't plan on switching to a different gun anytime soon. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I, unless I'm forced to, I don't plan on switching to a different gun. Like I said, I've got this one built that I'm running right now. I've got a whole bunch of parts in the garage to you know, possibly build a second one if I need to, but they're there. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a few more uh, level twos, a couple more level twos this year that I just, I should have had South Carolina this year, but I just you know, made a couple mental mistakes, had, you know, dropped eight, uh, four penalties on one stage, just pretty much ruined that. Like, it's hard to come back from sure. that round match stage and then, or 10 stage match, especially it was one of the uh, larger round count ones. Like, it, it hurt me, but. And I tried, I tried to come back from it, but you did then, good still. <laughs> yeah, but it's not to, it wasn't to my expectations. Like I had, I mean, I, I had family text me like, oh, you know, it's 34th overall out of like 260. That's good. I'm like, but you don't understand. Like, but you also people. can't, you can't compare apples to oranges. I'm going to touch on that real quick. You can finish, yeah. but you know, open shooters, they've got the, the major point system. Um, yeah. And I just want to say that out there because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm overall, overall cool for you. Yeah. But like overall really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You want to go compare yourself in your division. But yeah, oh, I think I was like, I was like, I think it's 10th or 11th in PCC. You were, you were top 10. I think you hit 10th, right? I, was, PCC, yeah. I was just, I was frustrated with that because I mean, there's people that finished head me, like my buddies and stuff that I've shoot with. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you never be- know. You never know how people are going to perform. Like some outperform you, and then you never know, you know, if your major competition is having a crap match. You know. Let's well, just say one of my buddies. We've gone back and forth, but it seems like 
every time we shoot together on the same squad, it seems like I always edge him out. But when we, he shoots separate from me, he gets me. So I don't know if maybe squad is like one of the things. You need like, him. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he, I need him, but he doesn't want me there, obviously. There you go. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, 10th was, yeah, 10th's fine. And ended up being second in South Carolina at a carbine. The guy that got me, which we've gone back and forth before, and just it was, he shot just a cleaner match. I mean, Cody did a good job. I mean, I knew coming in because I, I'm like, I shot staff match, and mm-hmm. I said there's two guys left on the South Carolina that I know for sure from South Carolina that I'm worried about like having a chance to beat me. Yeah. And, uh, Mike Wilkerson, he's one of them. Mike's a, Mike's a good shooter. He's um, he does a lot. He does a lot of good in um, IDPA. I like, guess one of his. He's won a few a few titles with that. I think he won Georgia and South Carolina. I think maybe yeah. Virginia. He's won a few PCC titles. Well, with- he shot Sunday too. So, like you said, you shot Thursday, and then you had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, half days. So it came down to the last day. Yeah, and that's the same. Like, I mean, and that's what made me nervous. Like my, Mike's good, and then Cody's good. And I'm like these two guys. I'm like it's like. <laughs> The, and that's one one thing I don't do is like if I shoot a staff match I don't post a single video I know it's not there oh I, and I love the people that screenshot for now I'm sitting in second I'm like bro yeah well I mean no I know then, I know I just have to mention that <laughs> I did it at Nats last year because I was like yeah look at this I'm sitting here this is where I'm at <laughs> compared to certain people I'm like well, stage one, Joe Farewell tripling at roots. So I don't want to compare myself to Joe because he, the first half of the day, he was spent like all around ever ice in his knee. I'm like, I, I mean, he's a super cool guy to shoot with. Like he was just, yeah, he was super cool. But other than falling and getting hurt, I mean, I, I felt real bad for him. I really went around there and just like help him up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Like I, just, I don't like, yeah, but yeah. no, um, do you have any maybe tips for PCC shooters when it comes to maybe the right gun build or maybe just getting started, you know, that you wish you maybe had known before? Um, save the money. Don't buy, try to buy a cheap gun right off the bat. Like that's like, like I said, it was nothing wrong with sub 2000, but in its stock form, it's not a competition gun it's the, from the recoil system to it. It's, they're, it's a nice gun. It's good for what it's intended to be, to be thrown in a backpack, folded in half, like hiking or something. But as a competition gun, they have a team, those guys, but their stuff is all, they've got all the go fast parts you can put on them things. And they're pretty cool. I mean, we'll get, I got to see that watch them last year, but at Nats, but it was, uh, man, just, it's like, it's like, just do like, it's, I've, buy once cry once is what i've yep. to learn like it's i've started off stuff like i said i'm on my second magwell just on this new lower just because it's i i mean i've gone through so many little things like i've got a whole cabinet in the garage just full of stuff oh i do like, too right there like just pieces parts what have you but yeah i like to tinker too and <laughs> that's yeah. yeah buy once cry once is, is one of those things especially like I mean, for me and three gun, you really can't be cheap to actually shoot three gun period. But. <laughs> oh no, I found that out because I bought a, I got a, a rock, a VR 80 clone mm-hmm. here and I bought, it came with two five round magazines and I was like, okay, well I want to get a, a big stick. Cause I, I'm not going to run a, a three gun match with two five round match. And, uh, so I ordered, I went through tooth and nail and got their, uh, oh, the 19, awesome. 
Yeah, I got the 19 rounder with a um, the Taylor Freelance extension. I was like, this is the most expensive I've ever bought. It's like a hundred and ten dollar mag and it holds 20 rounds. Yeah, like, my MBX mags were 125 each. It was 500 yeah. bucks on four. You know how much? You know how many ETS mags I can get for that? I know, I know, <laughs> but they, you know, that's for 2011. But even the MBX steel, um, like I said, my buddy is that's the only one it works with. So he has one, I have one, and all we do is oil even the feed lips. We're good to go the whole match. <laughs> yeah, I'll take mine apart and I'll clean out the carbonate. Oh, we froze. There yeah. you are. Oh, you're good. You froze there for a second. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just it's I've. I've fought with optics. I've uh, I finally settled on the vortex, the venoms. It's not a, it's not expensive dot, but it's got a big field of view. The frame is the frame is small on it, um, so you really I don't. It's it just kind of blends in. I don't really it doesn't I don't really see it. Yeah. Um, I've got. I started off with the. I had the Attaball. I had the Attaball's like enclosed red dot version on my TACCOM and I, I, I liked it. It was two MOA. So I went, just wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the fastest with that gun because it's the way it just, it ran. Sure. Uh, then when I got, I started building my Palmetto, I went with the Romeo five and then from the Romeo five, I decided I wanted a bigger dot. So I went to the Attaball MR, MRD V2, which I think it was a three or four MOA dot. And that wasn't a bad dot, except for the windage knob vibrated out on me, like running a stake. Like, I'm trying to shoot steel, like at the, you know, it's at the minimum distance. It's got to be away. And I'm like, why can't I hit this big popper? Like, what is going on? And sure enough, it was, I get down at the stage, my windage knob is like barely hanging, like in the dot. I was like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world just happened here? Yeah. So I mean, I spent the rest of that stage, like shooting kind of kentucky windage my dot <laughs> until finally had to shoot the rest of the match kind of with kentucky windage um and then um I, yeah i went with uh, i reached out to fralick and i was like hey if you're running the vortex like it's like what do you recommend he goes i was like this is kind of my budget he goes, he's like get the venom he's like there's really nothing wrong with the venom so i started off with the one and uh and I've had to send it in a couple of times because a couple of things and they, but they sent me back a letter each time saying, Hey, you're dumb. This was the issue. Yeah. Um, they didn't put it that, they didn't put it that bluntly, but <laughs> reading it, they're sitting there, I'm sitting there thinking, man, they're thinking this guy's dumb. <laughs> the first time it like got stuck. Like I, I couldn't change the brightness on it. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I sent it back to them and they're like, Oh, it got stuck in auto brightness mode. I was like, I didn't even know it had that. So I didn't know it had that. Now I know. So I've. You're like, hey, learning. Hey. You're learning still. Yeah. What What then, zero do you have on that one too? What distance? Was it 20, 20, it's either 25, 75 or 30, 75. Okay. Okay. Cause you, but, you still have to account for height overboard too with those, right? Yeah. It's actually, honestly, the, at five yards just like two and a half inches yeah and then and it's like like one inch one and a half but outside of from 10 from 10 on to 70 it's within an inch like it's super yeah. i'm so it's I'm, with, with my ammo it's super flat i really it's pretty impressive i like i got lucky with getting that ammo dialed in like that 
Go say yeah, it. Like, yeah. I had that brain fart on your stage to start the whole damn match. I never forget that. But the way I started off that match was no shoot. And I was like, oh my God, like an idiot. <laughs> and the, I don't tag no shoots very often, but hide over board, I just want to mention, is very important to know. Yeah. I think my, I, I think I did the, mine's, I think it's 2.8 inches from the center of my dot to the center of my bore. Cool. And I've got, I've got this app. It's, um, I can't remember what it's called. Not Straylock, maybe. I don't know. I could. I couldn't get the computer here to work. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I got on my phone to get the name of lock, but I I can't remember what it was. It was uh Max. That's what it's what Max recommended. He's like, it's just a free app. You just put in your stuff. We've got a pay version, but the free version gives you everything you need. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like I, I think the I think the pay version like you can save like multiple loads. This one here, you just. That's what I have. I mean, but again, I'm running rifles. So I don't know if there's a different one for PCC, but yeah, I put in all my data, chrono, you know, each gun, each, each, um, my backup gun, my primary gun, different loads and uh, temperatures matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one here catch is, um, uh, it, it grabs my location. So it grabs some of that stuff from where I'm at at the time. So it yeah. pulls that, um, but this one here, all I got to do is just, it's, I got to punch in my height overboard. I got to punch in my bullet weight and what my velocity is. Um, and then I'll, my ballistic coefficient, but I have no idea what that is. But these, like, when I was looking for a wind mag, it lists the ballistic coefficient, like, on the box for the bullets. But yeah, when I get my nine millimeter ammo and it's in a bag in a box, it doesn't say what the ballistic coefficient is on it. I'm like, so I'm just kind of <laughs> quick Googling, like, what's the average ballistic coefficient on a 125? And it says, all right, I'll punch that in. So, but it's been pretty much there, I guess. Um, Man, I'm still, I mean, for first timers, I'm still in that first timers question in my head. But yeah, it's just. Well, we can come back to it too, because we can talk about stage plans and then, and then see if you've got something else. Yeah, okay. Well, stage plans is something I'm still working on. So. Okay. Well, I still want to hear. Okay. You still walk stages no matter what, whether you're staff or not, right? Like the day before. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I try to get there and do that. I've, it's, you know, shooting staff, like, I like shooting staff because it's got its perks. I mean, you get to, like you say, you get, obviously, some matches you get paid for, or you get paid for, you get to shoot free. Mm -hmm. uh, you also get to see everybody shoot a stage. Like, you get to see everybody come to that stage unless they get Dairy Queen somewhere else in the match and don't make it. <laughs> but um, you get to see that. And so it's, like, usually <laughs> it's come down before where it's, the stage I worked, there's been a stage either I heroed or I zeroed. Yep. And then, yep, always. And then you have to sit there and stew. I've had one of those. Go ahead. Well, the one that NC State this year, or SC State, mm -hmm. was the match I, the stage I worked was the stage I bombed. I had four penalty points, four penalties on. So I had to watch shoot it. And I'm like, man, I beat them and they just beat me. Man, I beat them all the time. Man, they just smoked. Man, if my plan would have worked, I mean, I'd had a, you know, a seven or eight hit factor on this, and I'm down here like high three. Like it just kind of sucks, but here I'm watching everybody else. Just... But then I've also had them before. My worst stage is like a, I've killed, and I just come in. I'm watching like, oh well, they shot this a little different. My hit factor's still a little better, but I like how that flowed. Like if I'd have shot like what have mine been? Yeah. I mean, so you get to see like how some people break it down and like. I, I do like doing that it's, it's cool you learn the most too like I mean when you when you are oh you're gonna learn a lot um you're gonna learn a lot about the rules and the sport which I think is really important there's so many people that I I mean 
side note, but I went to my, the low cap nationals and my squad had never heard of what is an overlay? What is calling for an overlay? Oh yeah. And then they're like, Oh, you know, the, the ROs lately have been doing paster strips as calling hits. And I was like, no, yeah. you asked for two cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's anyway. what we had. Um, we had a guy at our at South Carolina, one of the nicest guys. He, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever shot with. And he works. If any match he shoots or any match he staffs, he works. I mean, he works. Yeah. Aaron Banks. He's a guy from up in Columbia. He goes to a match. I mean, he will, he'll build props like on, like on command if he needs to. Like he literally, honestly, I, he worked South Carolina when we had it here at Low Country a few years. He worked it up there. He worked NC. Every place I go, he's there. He's running around like he, he's a worker. Yeah. But, uh, was on my stage he, he shot with me um and he he hit he center punched a steel and it didn't fall and he goes oh man I, I i'm not gonna call for calibration i was like listen here i was like yes i know your staff for this one and i know you're not you didn't pay the heavy entry fee like most of us like but at a major match i mean you really got to use your shooter's rights yeah. he's like i was like you're at a major match that didn't fall Mm-hmm. call for it like that's that's part of what you can do like yep. call for it and sure enough they came down the rm shot it it didn't fall down i was like now you got to reshoot like you and that never gonna... happens i was Almost. like yeah <laughs> yeah well luckily well for him it was one that activated a swinger so uh, uh, yeah you need that you need that and i mean that helps the next shooter out so if he hadn't done it then we probably have another one it's just a chain of events too if you don't yeah. you don't start doing it the rms need to know um, cause that's super frustrating, I think for sure. And like, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm not that high caliber shooter yet, but when I go, we're going to, we're going to work this out. Cause I got that point or two points might matter in my division. I had never won a division at a bigger match like that. And like, I'm glad I called for some things, you know? Yeah. But uh, you know, it's for an overlay. Like you see a shot that looks like, you know, for sure you were on the target, like for mm-hmm. two shots, like for me, like I can know for sure. Like, okay. I was on that for two. Like, well, I only see one hit. I'm like, that target's literally five foot in front of me, like overlay that. Like I'm yeah. telling you, I didn't miss that five foot in front of me yeah. yep. with a piece I'm telling you. And they're like, well, okay. And sure enough, they'll throw it around like, oh, well, yeah, there's two here. I'm like, I, t- <laughs> I, I know all. I, I saw both hit. Now, if that target goes at 35 yards, like that's a little different. Like yeah. I pulled off on that one. I don't know. Like, yeah. Or like we're at NAS last year. I found out when my um uh, my barrel was wore out so after three four rounds it got just a, just warm enough that it would just it would start start to go a little high left and miss i'm like that was that was tough to find out like halfway through the first day of shooting i'm like yeah what the world's going on here and then i thought it was my dot i thought because we flew we flew right. down and i thought maybe you know tsa did tsa things and <laughs> knocked something loose and so i was i yeah, I sent it back as soon as we landed back in Myrtle. When I got back, I sent Vortex like because I was like, "Hey, I got a local match this weekend." She goes, "Okay, here, I'll email you right now." She got me the overnight label. I shipped it out to her. They got it back to me. They tested it on a a six a six five Creedmoor like AR ten. Okay. They're like, it holds zero. We can't find anything wrong with it. I was like, okay, well, it's something else in my gun. And they sent it back to me. I put it on there. I went to re zero it. Um, I shot like four shots and sure enough, it was like the fourth or fifth shot. It went left again. I was like, okay, so it's not the optic. It's gotta be the barrel. And sure enough, I 
I talked to a few people and they're like, yep, some of them palmetto barrels, they'll prematurely wear out like nine, 10,000 rounds, even with a nine mil. I was like, yeah. Glad you identified that though. Yeah. Well, after Nats, which kind of sucked. It'd been nice before Nats, after Nats. At least I found it and didn't keep starting. (laughs) So, um, okay. Back to walkthroughs. So you're walking through the stages. You're um, trying to break them down, I guess. Do you yeah. ever change your plan when you see like other people walking through or like you've got a plan in your head and the next day you kind of choose one maybe? Like what does that look like from walk day to stage day? Uh, it, it, it depends. If it's a, a kind of a simple, more like straightforward, like hosier stage, I'll usually stick with my initial plan. Okay. Uh, or no, vice versa. If it's a more of a hosier stage and I see somebody else run it like, a, like super smooth or fast, I'm like, oh, that's, okay, I like that. I like how they did that. But if it's more of a technical stage that requires a little more memory, like I see somebody else walk it and I'm, or see someone else shoot it, I'm like, ooh, I like how that's doing. But no, I've got my plan set. Yeah. And my mom, I've got it set where I can you know, I'll step in here first, get this target, I mean to transition here and get across the stage and start my swing, like start my coming across. So like um, that was on um, – Stage two, South Carolina State had that low steel porch. You had to shoot bing, bing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that was one of the ones I did. There was a few guys on my squad that immediately stepped in right, which is what I did. Yep, hit them. Target to the right. But there was a few people who stepped in and then squatted down and did the open target, the two and then the two down low, and then got up and went across to the corner and Mm-mm. then came back across. I understand what you're doing, and it works for you having to reload, but no. Or now, like actually my squad is mainly PCC. So there was only like one or two guys, like two carry optics guys. I think we were, okay. and they, they still, I had a couple of the carry, the PCC guys, they immediately stepped in, right. Got that first target and then transitioned and got the open one and then squatted down. I'm like, I don't I ran to the other corner. I think we did the same stage plan on that one. Yeah. I started, I went right. Yep. That first one printed all the way to the left and did yep. that one way back across. I came to the open port and hit the open one on my way, open one on the right yep. on my way. Got down, hit the two, and then I was on my way back up and hit the open one on the left and transitioned back to the, the far uh, right. nose shoot on the far right to that port. Yep. And then straight down range, I hit that open one as yep. I was moving. On the move. Open, half target, the nose shoot stack on the left, and then hard transition. Right. That was the way to shoot that for PCC for sure. Yeah, because if you're not moving and shooting, you're losing a lot of time. Like you said, with that yeah. open paper coming around to that port, you could shoot that before dropping because you still have to get in a position to turn. Yeah, it's it's wide open. There's a big berm there. I mean, you don't have to worry about putting one over the berm as you're going down. <laughs> but that's I the- hated the, the the port though in the middle because it was really hard to get back up. Always, I'm like, oh, I like the ones where you could fall. The other low port, I just fell at the end of shooting. <laughs> that's, I did that the the week before. I. <laughs> pulled i'd uh tweaked my quad playing softball and i had like a like almost a week off going Mm -hmm. up to that match and i was like because of that tuesday before we had a bye and then that thursday is when i traveled up so i didn't we didn't play games i had almost a week off and i was like feeling pretty good and the first thing i did that stage i started right went all the way to the left and come back and dropped down to that squat and like accelerated hard on the squat and i got to the end i was like Mm -hmm. nope nope it's it's still there yeah it's still (laughs) not better yet and that got my like, that helped because right? it mainly gets me on d cells and so that's one thing like i was talking when i was talking with uh, and i did i signed up to work uh with one of castro's uh online classes there to 
his monthly thing. And um, it's one thing he told me, he goes, he's like, you're coming into positions of the hundred miles an hour still. I'm like, well, South Carolina, I had a little bit of an excuse. That's not an excuse, but I had a hard time stopping. Like it's yeah. usually pretty quick, pretty quick off and on like the brakes. But when I come in there, I was like, I, I could feel it trying to stop. Like it was <laughs> like, uh, no, I guess, guess I'm going to just be a little too hot on these movements here right now. But um but that's the one thing I, you know, I'm struggling with stage plan wise is because it's everyone gives me a hard time. My dad, my dad and I give each other the hardest time about everything. Like I, yeah, you know, we it's I grew up in a family where if we were joking with somebody, it's like it's that's what we did. Like yeah. it's I've been in construction and so I've got construction humor since I was like just oh, yeah. joking. But um, so my dad constantly gets me. You always got that sixteen inch barrel. Got that sixteen inch barrel. Well, when I was shooting 1911, he's like, you got that five-inch barrel? And he was shooting him, like, his four-inch barrel. I was like, like, and now he's shooting an X5, and he's got a five-inch barrel. And I'm like, well, you got that 16-inch barrel? <laughs> Sit here, dude. Like, it's a lot of fun. I still, but it's one thing Casher said was, he's like, I'm, I'm clustering stuff, because I try to do as much from as few spots as I can, but it gets me bound where I'm standing, just doing a bunch of wide transitions when I could be moving on targets yeah like moving like yeah i can shoot it you know maybe five yards closer but i I'm, i go to one spot shoot two or three and i'm moving and i don't stop moving yeah that's what he one thing he's got me working on right now is when you shoot three gun or if you ever gotten three gun that forces that movement like that's why i do so well in moving maybe not my hits i get that but the movement's there I, i've only shot one three gun match and the only thing i got good at was clearing jams in a <laughs> so that's gun problems that's on you well kidding. it was i borrowed my friend's gun mm-hmm. and he said whether well, we were uh, the my one buddy had a, a vr80 he said hey he's because i i don't ha- i didn't i got a, a hunting eight th- mossberg 835 as, yeah. as my a turkey and duck hunt with and then every now and i'll go play with some clay pigeons i was like i i, I can't shoot a three gun because i don't have caddies for the, you know uh quad loading i don't have anything like that yeah <laughs> don't have those for quad loading and i was like and it's a pump action i don't really know how i'm gonna shoot a pump action like with this i've never trained with it like that like yeah fastest i've shot is three shots and that's at a you know a flock of ducks coming in like it's really not <laughs> and pray that's more of yeah yeah and um so I reached out to one of my buddies and he's like, Hey, I'm coming down. He's like, yeah, you can borrow my shotgun. I was like, I'll shoot my rifle and my pistol because they were open. So my canic was the red dot automatic that puts me in open. And then yep. with, I, I had my MMP, my MMP 15 sport gen one, um, with just a, a true glow one to six on it. It's set up to hunt. That's what yeah. I carry beating bush for well, run what you got. It got you in there. Got you started. Yeah. Got you fine until we had to go out past 100 yards and then i couldn't really see targets because it was super blurry zoomed in all didn't see jack squat but after that match i did upgrade the optics Good. i did i went to the add a ball one to eight yeah. and uh but that shotgun like he said for the vr80 he said 1300 or greater he's like don't get anything less than 1300 it won't run it i was yeah. like okay so i called the range and they because the my buddies that were running that match said hey the range has ammo call them just see what you can do so i called 
I say, I'm shooting the, the battle buddy this weekend. I just need to get some 12 gauge ammo reserve. Like, oh, okay. And sure enough, they, they reserved me five boxes. 12 gauge. I get there and it's Kent Elite Low Recoil, 1200 feet per second. I'm like, this is going to be a great day. Uh-huh. It's going to be. Sure enough, it did not want to run. I had a bunch of mics because they had the mini poppers that activated like just the little the up. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So I jam. I, I would dust the steel and then it would jam. So the clay pigeons up and, by and it's already fallen. Out. Yeah. Yeah. In there. So I, mean, so I did a lot of, you know, clearing jams in a 12 gauge. I mean, I got pretty decent at it. Practical experience. Really practical experience. <laughs> but I got and I said, I'm not doing that again. Oh. Like, I, if it happens again, it'll be with my own gun. Sure. It'll be if, that I know what's going on that I can can fix yeah i'm super it was the um, i was super grateful for the guys let me use their gun I'm like, it was yeah, uh yeah. chad and kyle i was like hey i'm like hey i appreciate you guys doing here i was like the ammo i got just didn't want to run i was like it's yeah it's, and then but it, it, i've never even like shot it. that ammo it's not it's out of your control and i will tell you shotguns are probably 90 percent of the problems in three gun like i still haven't really gotten one to love me yeah well this, i got this vr80 clone and i've not had <laughs> issues yet but the lightest i've shot through it's like 1450 so yeah yeah well i hope it goes well um okay you probably don't have it one yet maybe oh go ahead i got some 1700 feet per second slugs i don't think i'm going to shoot those we shoot 1300 slugs sometimes 1600 but not that i have no idea where these came from i've got a a five round box that's missing (laughs) two rounds so there's three slugs there that are 1700 feet per second 600 grain like I'm gonna break your slug. gun i have no idea where they came from and they're sitting Crash. on myself i've i've never shot one i've <laughs> never shot one here i've got a box of a five round box with only three in it i have no idea it's oh. got a dun it's got a dunham's price tag on it i don't remember shooting for shooting something like that because i'd probably have to carry my shoulder around on my other arm yeah dude that's a, that's a lot so um my buddy won't even shoot i think the 1600s he tried a couple times but he's like this is too hot it's gonna break my gun he shoots open so oh. and he's got the VR80, but he's worked on it. Um, yeah. So um, do you maybe you don't? You talked about Dairy Queen earlier. Do you have a Dairy Queen story? Not yet. That's what I thought. <laughs> because it's not a matter of if. <laughs> not a matter of if, it's when I've been close once. Um luckily the squad behind me had a few range, a range, a few range lawyers on it and got it you know because i i was running from position to position and i was coming up on i was bringing my gun back up to come up on a target and i um sent around i burst it was a two-round burst into a barrel but yeah. as my, on my so way it was up, past the 11 11 feet or whatever yeah yeah it was like target was here barrel was here so i was in <laughs> coming up to the target and it was in a safe direction it wasn't yeah. past the you know i was like yeah and i like as soon as I did, I could swear I heard somebody say stop. Because in my head, I'm like, did that really just happen? Right. Um, I was sitting there going, and they're, you know, they're just talking it out. And he's like, he's like, well, I didn't stop you, but they, somebody did. I was like, I listen here. I was like, if you believe I did, I'll take it. Because it's, if it happened, it happened. Like it's, it's my fault if it did. But I was like, but if, if it really didn't happen, like, I guess we'll, 
whatever and sure enough they're like well they really didn't see and then so they'd like nah it was it was safe direction you're fine it wasn't like it was Good. you were were coming up on a target you just got on the trigger a little too hot i was like well that's exactly what happened i know for yeah. sure I, I was like right here and it was like Ta-ta! and it was you know it was i was like it was i don't like <laughs> i don't know it was, so maybe six months a year from now hopefully you never have one of those stories but uh I, you know i i try to be that's one thing about running a carbine that i'm super cautious about because it's yeah i, I always tell people i'm I'm more comfortable running left to right. Yeah. I'm right hand, my right shoulder. Yep. And I can run with it more here. But I mean, it's just, it's, I, I mean, yeah, there's times you have to run right to left. Oh, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. the one, I mean, the backup stage, I was actually going to do the, the left turn and run to come back and then go around the wall. And at the last second, I decided to just do the natural turn right and then come up. But I think uh, I turned. On the backup stage, I turned, I dropped the support hand off the front and I turned left. And I, yeah, ran. See, I didn't do that. I was going to, but it's just so awkward of bringing it back up on the wall or in the wall. Yeah. Well, that's, it worked that's, out, that, that was, that comes back to one of the things, like I say, when I was watching videos of the guys like Freilich and them shooting, he did a short little video series on that once talking about, uh, the stages like uh retreating and around back and around wall, like around walls like that and he talked about how they dropping the gun over dropping the gun under like that's and that was one thing i worked on i only did it at night because yep. it would it freak the neighbors out <laughs> uh, got a side door at the garage and i would <laughs> open the door and i would start off outside and i would bring it back in like working around the yes force myself to do it and then i would force myself turning and i worked on that like there and i said i only do it at night like after 11 ish because yeah. that's when everyone i didn't have to worry about people coming in late and yeah. seeing me working my my man door in the garage with a rifle but that's so. a really good tip that was i think one of the things that could help new shooters um i've got like one of those yeah. gorilla racks in my gun room so and you know, i used to have a garage don't anymore but i can actually transition and practice going from the left side the right side and and even yeah. the, the doors help. Okay. So if you can figure out how you're going to hold your carbine or whatever and opening a door, there's are there's those prop stages, right? Yeah. You don't want to flag your hand, flag your yourself because yeah. that's, yeah. Well, that, that was the uh, stage seven at South Carolina had the door. I crushed that stage, by the way. I was pretty high up on that. I was proud of that one. I did. That was one of the ones he, uh, Tom said, I did my, tra- I did, did too many transitions, but yeah. I opened the door with my muzzle. I was my, I, it was my safest thing, but I it wasn't the safest because I, I did it. I, I came down with the muzzle, caught the latch just fine, and then it I slipped off as so I had to come back and push the door with the muzzle. Yeah. So I came and latch, but it didn't go open. So I had to bump it, and then I was. No, Aaron. No, no, no. But I mean, that's smart too. I just didn't feel confident in that. And I guess for more practicality, I was like, I'm going to have to use my hand. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's just, I, you know, with the hand, I was, you know, like I walked a few, like I walked it a couple times, like dropping the gun, like doing it. If I, if I take it high and back to try to keep it straight, I take a chance of catching the, the top of the door. And if yeah. I take it sideways, to catching that. I was like, uh, I don't, for me, if I take it straight, like I can say it's just, it's, it's a matter hard. of what your comfortability level, what your skill level is, what your, and your gun. Here's a six pounds. I think Ryan's is a lot heavier than that, but eh. yeah, I did. Well, the mine used to be eight, but with switching, I had the I had a full like aluminum handguard and everything on it. 
And it was super nice because with the devil dog, he'd sit on a barrel and be leaning perfectly forward. The, the rear grip was up and it didn't have to get underneath of it. Now That's it's not like, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you struggle with our, our peasantry charging handles. <laughs> well, I still got a large latch. I got the, uh, I got the badger ordinance. It's the double. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I run Timber Creek stuff. I got to have the, have the oversized ambidextrous and that's what helps you when you have table starts for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's, um, that's a little bit. It's not as much as that devil dog. It had like an inch and a half knob on the side. It was, but yeah. Cool. Um, so curious, you can share or not share. I know you, you do construction, but what do you do for a living? What's your day to day? Cause I, I, I want to ask a lot of people because there's so many people from different backgrounds, right. That are all met in the three gun community. So what do you do? Um, and how have you connected with people in the shooting community after meeting them? Um, well, currently I'm in new construction. I do new construction cabinets in in cookie cutter neighborhoods. <laughs> I call them cookie. It's the ones where you pull up and there's a sales center and say, "Hey, we got these three models, and you can have these six options you can pick." Yeah, and that's what really kills me because you get some of these people with pay half a million dollars for these houses, and they're like, "Well, I paid this, and I got the upgraded cabinets." I'm like. The guy across the street did too. He got the same <laughs> call out. That lady over there, she did. That lady over there. I mean, there's so many times I want to tell them, like, yeah, this isn't your custom house that you had built back in the 80s. This is that you just sold and moved down south. This is yeah. the same that every other house down here is getting. Like, yep. Yeah. I understand you paid half a million for it, but you've got a house that was built in two and a half months that is the same house as everybody. You got different colors. But that lady down there, same house. Like, sometimes I want to tell people, just, no, just get off your high horse. I know how much you pay for this house. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I know you got the upgraded cabinets, but that just gets you a different door profile. Like, I just, yeah. it's the bad attitude because I try to be nice. I understand, like, I bought a new house. Actually, I just sold a new house. Anyway, uh, it's, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a talker. So I like to chit chat with people. And that's one thing my dad tells me, he told me before SC state, cause I was like on my squad and I said, this guy, like the guys on my squad is, I was friends with most of them. He goes, yeah. he's like, you get chatty. He's like, just try to stay focused, try to just work on focusing. But I, I get to just get chit chat and people and learn them at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most of the guys that shoot carbine are, or are military current military. Cause that's I mean, what they're good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to talk to a few of them, see, just listen to their background. Like it's yeah. some of the stuff. Yeah. I never, I never made that, that jump. I was, you know, it's a lot of issues on my side. Main one is I'm lazy. So I didn't want to be told to work out. Um, the same way. <laughs> I actually just can't tell, have anyone tell me what to do for four years or longer, but. Well, I, I can't do that because I did sports for I a bunch too. of years. Coaches are I, different though. You signed up for wanting that, I guess, maybe. And knowing what yeah. you're going to get from it. Yeah, I wrestled and I, the wrestling training was, I mean, it's, it's intense. We did a bunch of runs, a bunch of, I mean, it wasn't, no, in no way was it boot camp. It was like some of the stuff still, like the workouts, like are derived from stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, they get paid, but I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm a, I extremely hate heights. I'm like, you oh. guys do. I, it's, I, I don't like it's, it's heights. A few things like, let's, 
My wife hates spiders, so but spiders uh, don't. I do too. I do too, and I have them everywhere. I don't know what what's about Tennessee, but like I'll kill one in the same place that I'm in every day, like a bathroom, a kitchen, and one landed in my sink. And I was like, "Thank you," because I can just wash you down. But like, what the hell? Every day. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch here. Spiders don't bother me bad. And someone's like, "Well, why not?" I was like, "Because I can take my hand and Ugh. freaking act writer." But no, then they ball up. I, they ball up and then they get away. And I didn't know it because I smashed one. I didn't smash it. And then, it, ugh, anyways, we're not talking about spiders. <laughs> Gross. But, uh, <laughs> no, just getting back onto the. Um, it, it's a, it's a ugh, weird like what you run into. Like, I shot with a guy in Florida that had he did food trucks, and then I've shot with a guy that was a lawyer. I've shot with guys that were. Um, Shot with a guy here locally that was um, made his living in the past off of Wall Street stuff. I just it was, it's just a whole wide diversity. Just getting to learn like so many different people. Like it's, I mean, it's just it's it surprises you because you think like when I first got into shooting, like I'm I'm from the country in West Virginia, and I don't even have to put West Virginia. I'm just from the country. But uh, you know, it's we shot. I mean, the the local police were friends and they're like man we want to come shoot with you if we ever get a day off and you guys are shooting just let us know we want to come over because we'd build a, a decent range we'd had you know a bunch of uh, still silhouettes like we'd built and before we knew like this complete safe distance we would shoot them with a little closer rifle than what we're <laughs> but um we had, had fun like and uh, just it was but it's just and you think it's country guys or guys that always grew up with guns or yep. ladies that always guns, but it's really not like it's just no. a such a diversity of people i'm like it's crazy how it comes like it's crazy like i, I it's so i love that's what i love you know like, you're speaking my oh, language sure. oh and okay like that's didn't think a pediatrician was really big against the guns <laughs> but i I, it's crazy like this what you run into I'm like that's we don't I, we don't talk anyway. about work enough either either which is good like we don't but to know yeah. what people do and to be like oh wow it's not just this one type or this one look yeah. or what have you yeah and that's what but this last year at South Carolina State I mean I stayed in a cabin with a couple guys that I've shot with before okay. but I've shot I've shot with them I've never really had a chance to chit chat with them mm -hmm. and so and, I got to stay in the cabin with these in this uh, Airbnb with these guys. And we just, uh, when you're in the cabin after you've already shot, besides like discussing some stuff that happened on your stage that day, everything else is just talking like, you know, like I found out the one guy's insurance adjuster. His wife was a, a worked at a vet's office. Like the one cabinet is because I watched his YouTube videos. And, <laughs> but the one, it's just different stuff. Like it's, I, I don't know. For me, it's like, uh, there's, tech guys there's a guy from north carolina that does like software software and stuff for medical equipment that i shoot with yeah like and then you have the normal like green berets or special force guys and i'm like right okay right. And it's i don't know it's just it's so it's so cool what you get into like it is and it and i, I try and tell people that it's like it, it's a crazy thing that this one thing that we love to do which is shoot brings all of us together and yeah. kind of I'm by default, like maybe 5% no, but by default, most gun people that I've met are incredible people. They would give you the shirt off your back. They would be there if you needed them. You know, how many times have people lent you? Yeah. Guns, gear, whatever. 
God gave me like lent me the ball at NC State last year. Like um, we got to it was uh, the class. There was a guy showed up. He bought a he bought a PCC just to shoot that class. And so he gets his first stage, and I was like, like, hey, you got a flag? He goes, no, I need to flag. I'm like, yeah, you got a flag. He goes, oh, I was like, he's like, shoot. I was like, don't worry. Like, before I ever shot a major match, I bought a box of them just in case. <laughs> like, either one. He goes, you sure? I was like, here. And then I shot with him the other day. He goes, man, I owe you. I was like, you don't owe me nothing. Like, I I have extras of these for that reason. I've had people give. I've shot with me before and said. I didn't even. I shot a guy shoot with me once. He didn't even shoot PCC. I think yeah. he shot, shot carry optics or limit or something. I got to the end of the match. He goes, "Hey man, you really impressed me here. Here's and he gave me a, a flag. I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, Aww. I appreciate. It. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, one of his buddies reached out to me. It was supposed to shoot the match. He reached out to me that night. He goes, I don't know what you did today. He's like, if you really left the mark on him, like he was super. Like he's like you were one of the nicest guys. He's like he was really just impressed. He was. And I felt bad because yeah. I wasn't friends with him. So it went to like my spam folder on Facebook. And then every now and then I, I get a notification for it. So sure enough, I pulled it up. And it was like a month later. And it was from that exact day. I was like, I'm just now seeing this. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, it was really nice. Him. Like, it was, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. He gave me, I guess, I'm, you know. I mean, I'm, and like the other thing that a lot of people do and, and maybe just to bring up too is like try and connect with people or support the gun people if you can. So like when, what I mean by that is um, Fausto, my buddy Fausto, he's in Chattanooga. So I'm like two hours ish from there. I drove to him and I love him because we shoot three gun. I drove to him to take care of my truck. He lifted my truck, you know, order the tires, the wheels, put them on. I got to meet all of his crew and didn't ask for it. Didn't want it. I still spent good money, but he gave me a small discount, three gunners discount. And I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, they're just good people. And I really, really, really appreciated everything he did. Took care of my dad, my, my fad. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Love him. Yeah. It's just, it's, I know uh, one of the podcasts on our podcast. Yeah. Podcast. My podcast I listened to was the IDPA one. And, the guy always said, well, besides people, what brings you back to the sport? But it's people. the people. I mean, I really like the sport's super fun. I love this. Like I used to do this. We, we do this, like I said, as a family competition to see yeah. who could out. But it was, and, and at the time we knew about EPA, but like I said, they were like three and a half, four hours away. And we're like, yeah. Mm. And now but, it'll be a family reunion kind of every time. And like you said, like, I look forward to the cabins and I look forward to those weekends and yeah. You're never going to be on the same squad again, which kind of sucks because sometimes I'm like, I just want to shoot with the same squad again. It was so epic, right? How do you top that? And you do, you keep going. <laughs> That's what, for PCC NAS last year, I mean, we got out of that pretty cheap. My dad, my dad's a salesman for um, a big sales, like a big uh, building supply company. And um, so he had hotel points, he had air points, he had car points. I think the whole week, a week, cost us $20 each at the end of the week Nuh-uh. just for lodging car and airlines like we were we got upgraded tickets I mean I flew with a pelican case of two rifles what uh, I had a pelican case two rifles we had 11 pounds of ammo in each bag because that's all Delta lets you have was yep. 11 pounds so he obviously wasn't shooting so I split my ammo <laughs> and it ended up coming out to like 15 pounds I had like 30 pounds of ammo I wanted to take so I was like shoot had to downsize because i was taking exactly double for the match so i had yeah. to knock off like and get it came in came in at like 21 point like five pounds i was like okay and i just kind of up but uh yeah it was like 20 or 30 bucks like 
between the two of us that ended up coming out for that. But um, like I said, we worked it. But when he went and did um, carry off six nats, he did the the whole bundle that they did with. Well, they he stayed at the staff hotel yep. and they, he made. He goes, that was so much fun. He goes, it is. It's tiring too, though, because you want to stay up, you want to drink, you want to eat, you want to talk, and it's so hard yeah. to sleep because you still have to wake up at like six thirty in the morning. You're like miserable and you come home and crash but yeah I, I mean i'm working the next three nationals down there so i'm excited yeah i'm we're doing my next one will be carry off xpcc nats and uh I'll see you there you're working it or shooting it uh working and shooting oh me too uh, okay but he uh hits what he he did that carry off snats and he i mean there was a guy from florida that i shot with for for our my pcc nats and i mean we yeah we kind of got to know each other a little bit gave each other a hard time well they went to carry off the snats and he was there too. And my dad just didn't let up and they just went on and on. It just, they, just, <laughs> they had a couple guys from the North, the further up the Northeast. And now we, uh, that was the list of people that we signed to like to put on our thing. Like we wanted to work with. Like I was going to tell you that you got a request. We got a spot, try to work together on the same stage. That'd be fun. I'll try to see if I can go back and edit. I don't know where I said, I, for some reason I got, I got two emails. I signed up to shoot at one or staff at once. For some reason, I got two staff emails. So hopefully just let, not- we'll let them know. We'll be like, Hey, we need to put this back in. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, so that's what we, we signed up to do the, like, that hotel. He's like, man, it was so much fun. We sat in the lobby and just drank and just hung out like, which at PCC Nats, we kind of did the same thing, but it was me and my dad, and my grandma, grandpa, grandma and grandma. They were, they like to travel. I mean, they're retired. Yeah. So they, travel and just move around so they were in florida and just hanging out so they came over stayed out so we we hung out our, our hotel was um just south that's just down at sebring and we had a deck out back we'd go out there and just sit and look at this big lake and just smoke cigars and hang out and chit chat and then the life man yeah. yeah yeah well we didn't i didn't get to drink or smoke until after i got done shooting because i don't yeah. i don't do it i don't try to do anything like that until after I'm, i've done shooting because i don't yeah. want to take the I need to be in my best game. I don't need to be inebriated the, oh, I know. the night before off my game a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I look forward to it because, like I said, the way he talked about it last year, I look forward to it because like, you really get to know people. Like you do, you do. And then you just some like some people you see in the sport, like that are traveling around and just it's they're by themselves. Like people Hi. don't wish, but yeah, like what you do, and then uh, we. Um, wasn't it Taylor? The yep, the, yep, yeah. She was one of the ones we did with PCC Nats with. I was like, it's just interesting to see and try to like talk to people and learn their story. Like, yeah, yeah, because there's some really cool ones out there too. And like, what? That's why I always try to ask people like, what when they started, why they started, what they learned, what they switched to. Yeah. Um, and okay, so like to to wrap things up too, I'm gonna come back to that. What would you tell a first timer too as well? So maybe this will help. So if if there was something you could tell yourself yourself maybe early on in shooting when you were just getting started that would have saved you time money energy effort what would you have told yourself to do um well i don't you know pay a little more attention to the rules look looked into a little difference before i started burning nine mil so much uh, i'd have switched to probably limited minor and ran my mmp that just well, I had an MP40 that I did a nine millimeter conversion on, which mm-hmm. I wanted to run because I meant nine millimeters way cheaper than 40. It wasn't the time, now it's about the same, but uh, 
I was I wanted that, but I couldn't shoot it in production because production's got to be what the guns stamp for. But yeah, I, just run what you bring. Like have fun. Like just bring whatever gun you got. Sign up for limited and just go from there. Like, Sign up for limited. <laughs> well, at limited you could run. Like, no, no, I know. <laughs> a red dot, but if you just if you got if the, you've got a basic handgun with no comp, no red dot, yeah. sign up for limited. Shoot your first few matches of that till you really get your feet wet. Like, yeah, I got my feet quick shooting a 1911 with 10 round mag. That's kind of badass though, 45 too. <laughs> yeah, I got doing reloads a bunch. <laughs> hey, if you get good at reloads, I, that was the other thing is like, I'll tell people, you know, start in production, start in carry optics or something like that because you want, or not carry optics, uh, production or yeah, limited 10 or anything like that to get those reloads on because that's kind of your foundations too yeah i mean it's just it's have fun like it's i we didn't take obviously we didn't take it as serious at the start <laughs> uh, but you want it to be fun still even if yeah. you take it seriously it still needs to be fun but it's i mean it, it's always been fun like yeah it's i've spent so much money on guns i've i've so much money i've got handguns i've owned that i've sold that i regret getting rid of and i've got I think I've got more handguns that I regret getting rid of than handguns that I regret not buying. So. I have nothing I regret selling, like, period. But I do keep the ones, like, I just can't. I can't. They're my babies. I shot cowboy action for a while. And I cannot ever get rid of my lever action, my shotgun. They don't even make my shotgun anymore. And, like, the gunsmith, I think, is probably dead by now. Like, <laughs> But I've just, but we used to... When I turned 21, we got super heavy into concealed carry. Like, it was real yeah. bad. We, it was so bad that the guy at Cabela's in West Virginia, we walked through the front door. He's like, what are you looking at today? And, like, he knew exactly what we were doing. Like, <laughs> you mean it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> but you got yeah. hand greeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He checked, I checked the stand. All right. Here you go. Go back over there. And, like, it was bad. I had a, a Glock 20. with a 10 millimeter. I had that in college. And, man, I loved going into a range and shooting it. But still in like 2010 like 10 mil ammo was not the cheapest yeah i was a poor college kid working at a gas station part-time like Aww. i was like i want to go shoot man i can't shoot this i'll buy ammo and it was the dirtiest ammo i'd ever shot oh yeah and i had traded that gun for a i'm not getting the sponsor off this but it was the junkiest Taurus gun i've ever had in my entire life <laughs> I'll badmouth it. I don't care. This Taurus, I don't know what it was, but it had a little dust cover on the back of the striker at the back that was shaped like a like a little lollipop. And I could not keep that thing on. I could not keep that thing. It would not, like the first time I shot it, it stayed. The second time I shot it, it was there. The third time I shot it, it was gone. I was like, <laughs> where in the heck did this plastic dust cover go? So then I reached back out to Taurus and they like oh we're so sorry so they sent me a new one and the first time i took it out shooting it fell off again i was like i'm oh done God. yeah you don't want to have that uh for your carry gun to rely your life on either i was like so i traded that for a car a car 40 and that gun i killed a possum with it once but it was other than that i did not like that gun either it was thin <laughs> liked it and i think i traded that one for and getting that one trading out for an xds 45 when they first came there out that one. yeah yeah that car 40 and I had, had to put down a possum once that it was in the snow and I didn't see it and I clipped it with an axle on a trailer ah. and so it, was, it, yeah, it was alive and it just was mm. not happy so hey, I had that's, to, that's a humane thing to do to end the the pain there 
Ugh, yeah. okay, we're we're sidetracked again. So we went from spiders to possums. <laughs> yeah, I told you I get chatty. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, we're gonna wrap this up a little bit with um I have a final question. And is there anything else before I ask it that you want to leave people with? Any like final nuggets or tips or advice? Like it's just have fun. Like people like everyone dogs every division. There's someone out there who'll give each division a hard time. Like just if it's fun, that if it's fun, you have fun doing it, do it. Like I said, like I said, people give me a hard time with stupid PCC. Bring a rifle match. I don't care. I'm doing this for fun. Yeah. Whether it's practical, I carry a carbine in my truck every day. I it's practical for me. Like I just, yeah. I'm having fun. Just that's just have fun. Like let you know, let the stuff roll off of you. Just have fun. Just like, give it. I don't care. Like there's some drama, but I try not to get into it. I'm here to have fun. <laughs> targets back. Like it's really- some drama. We won't tell you what's going on right now. And. <laughs> Oh, I was, uh, I'm just going to leave that to rest. Leave that, leave that alone. Yeah. I'm so, not trying to get here. Um, no. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask. Okay. So final question. And I think you probably already have an answer for it actually. So I'm always asking people when they come on the podcast, what is one book, one class, one like video or something that you recommend people to, to read or learn from. And honestly, you probably might go into the max class too, you know, why did that max class you know change you what did you learn so anyways you can go into that or if you have something else um that helped uh, you. yeah i mean i really liked the max class it was act- the max class was the first actual competition class I've ever taken cool. uh and i mean i learned a lot i learned a lot and i got some of the stuff was reassured and you know it's some of the stuff i've been working on like he said like hey trying to get the gun up in the first shot like he's like hey you you get up there now don't run the first shot you're getting up there so fast just take the extra little like split second to make sure you see what you're seeing okay but it's uh the max class is really good except i don't know if my experience was so great in the first class because it was back at the start of the year when ammo was like extremely tough i mean it's not easy now it was a little tough then but it was a low rent it was um i think it was eight of us in class eight of us and Max and Linda were both teaching and watching. So, so we got a lot of like one-on-one like in this class. Heck yeah. And, and that was, I liked it a lot. And I, I picked up a bunch. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm constantly still trying to grow. That's why I'm, I, I signed up for Castro's um, inside circle thing there to yeah. on Facebook is uh, on his website to continue learning just to, you know, keep, yeah. you know, keep forward. And this uh, is a grandmaster, if you're listening. So grandmaster PCC shooter, right? So there's yeah. always something to get better on. There's always something to tweak. There's always something to improve. Yeah. If you stop learning, you're not doing it right. You 100%. Finish. Anything yeah. in life, actually, not just shooting. If you are like, yeah. I know everything, you're done. Yeah. But uh, the book, the book I'm reading is the, uh, it's, it's the new, it's, it's the Ben Steger, Joe Park book, the practical. The practical. I can't remember. Training. Training. Yeah, that's the one. That's one. Oof, look how thick she is. <laughs> well, it's got it's the one that's got all the different levels in it. And I've read, you know, I've read most of it back to figure out that I'm I think I'm level three. I'm on level three. I'm not on level four. I'm on level three. I'm not I'm not winning Nats yet, but I'm try, trying to win a, yeah. a state or an area title. Yeah. Um, that but that's that book's good. I mean, honestly. I was hesitant about buying a book because there's not really any really PCC books out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like Steve talks about his turn and draw and stuff like that. Well, PCC doesn't do a turn and draw. That's, that's drills. I don't need, um, Steve stuff. Good. I do listen to Steve's podcast with his mental game. 
Like that's, that's I get into my head a bunch. I get, yeah. Yeah. I get ninety percent of shooting is mental. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's I I take that ninety percent and I beat it to a pulp and uh, <laughs> I leave it to the side on the side of the road. Uh, <laughs> but it's that's but yeah the the mental game and then this book here is really helping a lot the drive like some of his stuff because Joel was saying just because it's got a handgun on it doesn't mean anything like yeah yeah and there like it it lists like the way the drills are broken down for the levels like that it's I, some of the stuff <laughs> the first time I did it I misread the drill and I was like <laughs> oh wow that's a two seconds for six shot uh, for uh girl and I, I got it all wrong and I was blasting out like it was supposed to be like two shots at 20 yards and I was blasting out like two on each target and I was like gosh dang that's fast like maybe I'm not in the right level and then I got three down further I was like oh so so first tip for people starting out is learn how to read learn how to, that was exactly right <laughs> read the full drill like yeah engage one round on one target with two rounds I was like okay and then the part-time was like uh, what was it the part-time was goal time was like 1.4 seconds at seven yards I'm like gosh dang that's fast to get one shot <laughs> <laughs> oh Aaron oh Aaron what in the world's going on here like maybe uh, you know I thought I was decent <laughs> I, I'm not great I thought I was decent <laughs> love well, it maybe I'm just burning through ammo I was like sure enough and I was like okay well let's move on to the next drill I've kind of got this one I was like two shots on each target all three targets and I was like Wait, I've been doing that for the this part time. Okay, let's go into a different drill. I've been working this drill. Like, oh my gosh! But I do. It's um, I do like this book and the like. I said the uh, Steve Anderson's podcast really the mo focus on the mental stuff. That's just which is something I've been like. It's making sure when I do my walkthroughs, I try to clear my mind and only think about that, and not give, give myself anything extra to think about like yeah. that's one don't think about oh i need to make sure i shoot this fast or i need to make sure of this like okay i need to this is my stage plan start here move here and make sure i get like it's yeah because if you you look at like that big match um yeah south carolina's externals i think yeah. one of the top times is like 120 seconds maybe i got it wrong but you're there for a whole day you spend all this money on travel and food and hotels yeah. or what have you and you shoot for two minutes maybe literally it gets don't you want to stay focused on that two to two and a half minutes like that's what you want to yeah yeah so, all right well aaron how do people uh find you on social media and connect with you uh i'm just uh aaron sellers on facebook normal spelling e-r-s not a-r-s um and a-a-r-o-n not e-r-i-n there you go it's amazing how many people ask me that I'm like what's your name I'm like aaron sellers are like E-R-I, I was like, do I look like an E-R-I-N? Why like, go by Kenzie? Because if you say Mackenzie, people put an A. Thanks, dad, mom. But Mook, I'm a Mook, so Kenzie. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, the, yeah, on Facebook, I'm just Aaron Sellers. And on Instagram, I'm a two alpha underscore no shoot. So I shoot people. <laughs> two alpha. I shoot. <laughs> so... Oh man, this is a lot of fun, Aaron. Thanks for coming on. Um, and I'll give you room to do you want to shout out to any any people, any gear, guns, or anything uh, that you've got? I'm at Elite Firearms. They've been my they've been my homies for a few years. Like I said, local shop here in Myrtle Beach. They uh just expanded, got a second shop. They're opening up the indoor range, but he's helped me a bunch with getting uh parts and gun stuff in. And then uh instilled the selling out of North Carolina, makers of the finest rum. 
award <laughs> award winning room with that. It's some good stuff. Um, well, you're gonna have to bring that now if I don't see you till PCC Nats. Well, if I drive to PCC Nats, I'll bring or I'll bring some. So it's it's good stuff. Okay. okay. <laughs> Eric, always up there know what you're doing. It's good right. stuff. Awesome. Thanks again. Thanks for coming on, and we'll no chat. I'm sure again soon. I hope I didn't talk too much. No, I love it. I think there's a lot for people to learn. So thank you. I have a problem. Take her easy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gen Kenzie.